Welcome to the Ask Zach Show. I'm your host, Zach Childs. I've spent the last 30 years working in the music industry here in Nashville, Tennessee, during which I've done everything from touring with major artists like Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood to playing the nastiest dive bars or even the occasional wedding. This show is all about barreling down the rabbit hole on all things guitar and the music we love. We will cover the legendary players, gear insights, and even some interviews along the way. I hope you enjoy. To support the show, follow the links in the description to find out about my Patreon page. Or go to my store at AskZach.com to pick up a coffee mug or t-shirt. Now, let's dive in. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to another Ask Zach. Today, we are going to show how I like to string, stretch, and tune up uh, a Telecaster. And uh, I'm doing this because I got a lot of questions about this after, after my uh, setup video that I did, setup hacks video last year. And emails kept coming in. And at first, I thought this was kind of too, I don't know, a little too basic. But then I started really thinking about it. And uh, all the things I do to string and stretch up on, on, a, on a Telecaster specifically, these are things I've learned over a long period of time, 30 years of, of playing these things and being around really smart guys like Dan Erlewin and Joe Glazer and uh, Benny Garcia, who was Vince Gill's uh, tech who's passed away a year or two ago. Uh, yeah, so I learned, learned all these things. And so... This is an opportunity for me to you know pass those things on and show how I like to string up a guitar. Uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is strings. So you know, of course, you might have your string of choice, and I'm just going to put in a little plug for Diadario NYXL uh, 10 through 46. This is what I use whenever I'm gigging, and the reason I do is because once they stretch in, they uh, they they stay in tune well. They feel good, and I can do up to four shows, like four four-hour shows on these sets of strings, and they don't get funky feeling, and they don't start sounding weird. They, they re they're very consistent, and uh, so that's what I use. So that's, uh, that's enough about that. Let's, let's dive into the actual uh, the work of this. Um, first thing I'm going to say is that I change the strings one at a time, and the reason I do that is that especially on a three saddle you know telecaster bridge these things can move around uh you know when, when you take off both strings at the same time so i'll just take one off because when i have these things intonated and sounding good uh you know i don't want to be you know changing you know more than one string at a time uh and let's uh, let's go ahead and dive in so my my handy cameraman my son Luke is going to help us out, and so he's going to uh, pull pull in the old camera onto the onto the headstock. All right, so now we're just going to take this string off. Got my old uh, peg winder here, and then I have these string cutters that I stole from my mom when I was 13 years old and I haven't given them back yet. So she used these to do uh, flower arrangements 
And uh, so she doesn't know this. Until she sees this episode, she's not going to know that I stole these from her. So just cut that off. Pull it through. Give it a little wind up so that it throws away well. And then uh, I'm going to open up this package. Find the one with the uh, brass end on it. Let's see. Here it is. They uh, pair these up on the on the Diodarios. So I'm going to pull out the uh, one with the brass ball end. And we're going to take it through the guitar. The old 57 Esquire. Okay, here comes the first big lesson. Okay, so here's the string post. I'm gonna go two past it, and I'm gonna cut it right here at the end. Okay, now some people will say to go three, but you don't wanna do that because the more windings you have here, the more it has to stretch out. And it's even worse with these wound strings because you have a core and then you have windings around it. So you just want to put the minimum on here and uh, that way it doesn't have as long to, uh, to stretch out. So I put down the end down into the, uh, the split shaft tuners, which, you know, that's what we're dealing here with vintage style telecasters and uh, going to uh, bend that down. And then I'm going to uh, wind it up. Now another thing you'll you'll notice, you know, again those get those proponents of the three, they'll they'll say you need a bunch of windings, but you really don't. Two windings is plenty to uh, you know hold the string in place. So there you go with the with the low E string. Now we're going to move on to the A string. Same thing. At this point, I'll talk about the nut a little bit. So some guys like to use, uh, you know, some type of lubricant in the, nut, in the nut. You know, they like to put stuff down in there. I don't like to too much because that can actually deaden the string if you get like a bunch in there. So I only put a, a lubricant. And so this is Big Ben's Nut Sauce, which has a, that's quite the interesting name. But uh, yeah, I'll use it when I start having an issue. So I, I really don't like to gunk up the nut. All right, so we're pulling the, the old string through, wrapping it up, setting it aside. Here we have our A string. Pull it on through. Okay, and again, here we have the split shaft for the A tuner. We're gonna go two past it. So there we have two. Take the uh, stolen string cutters, set that aside, here we go down in the hole again.
Alrighty. And we're on to the D string. black ball end. So see I've done enough of these Deuterio strings that I remember the uh, the different color codes. So at this point I want to talk a little bit about the saddles over here. And that's um, these saddles, which let me get this string through first and I'm going to pause for a second. So, these saddles over here, they, uh, you know, some people will put uh, compensated saddles or other things like that. These are, these, these are the original steel saddles from 1957. And you can see they've got a lot of corrosion on them. One of the issues that you can have with these type of saddles is that they will get a, like a burr on them. And what your string will start to sound like a sitar. And usually this happens with the high E string. And what happens is, is that you get a burr on the saddle and it starts vibrating against that. And it starts sounding uh, again, like a sitar. The way to fix that is you have to take the saddle completely off the guitar. So you have to pull this screw out and you have to pull these two screws out. And so usually I will mark it you know, with, with painter's tape so I can get it back in the right position. And then I'll also take measurements so I can get the height back. But you have to take these off and then you can either get a fine grit sandpaper or you can get fine grit steel wool. And while you have the saddle, you know, with all the screws removed, then you can put it inside of there and you can spin it around because you want to spin it around because you don't want there to be flat spots. You can get rid of the burr and then you've got a, a, a good sounding Telecaster again. Another little trick on this is, let's say you have the old style saddles that are not compensated. You can make them compensated by bending this screw. And what that entails is just taking a set of pliers and, and coming down on here and just giving it a slight you know, turn. You're just trying to bend the screw just a touch. And what that does is as you as you turn this screw, it'll actually make it kind of go back and forth and you'll be able to get it into a good spot. And you might have to try it once or twice to get it into a, a, enough of a bend, but you want to bend it as close to the saddle as you can. So, all right, let's get back to stringing. So we've got the D string through. Again, we're going to get it through the nut. We're going to get it past, uh, you know, it's actual split shaft. We're going to go two past it and we're going to cut it. Put that down, put it down in there, bend it down, and proceed. See, we always want to make sure that we're uh, getting our, our wraps going underneath each other and you don't have anything skipping back over. You don't want to do that. All right, 
Now on the next string, on the next string, everything's going to change, okay? Because on this string, we want to get as much downward pressure as possible, and we're actually going to put as many windings as we can. If you can see here on the old string, we've got a lot of windings there, and that's because these old Telecasters were designed with the string gauges that were being used at that point. And so those strings had a wound third instead of an unwound third. That's kind of the standard is an unwound third at this point. So because of the old string sets, they just had this string tree to get good downward pressure on the E and B because you didn't need it for a wound third. But now that we're using this unwound third, you know, there's different things you can do. Well, what Fender did in 1972 was they added a second string tree. And you, I don't think that's really the right thing to do on a vintage guitar uh, because you'd be drilling another hole in it. The other thing you can do is Joe Glazer through his Music City Bridge uh, store, you can get these uh, string trees that will hold three strings down. And they're really neat but uh, they kind of changed the look of the guitar. And so I've done that with some of my other guitars, but because this is a 57 Esquire, I'm not gonna do that. So on this one, I'm going to break with tradition and I'm going to put a lot more windings down on the string. So let's, uh, let's take off the old string first. Also going to learn how to lock the string in place. You're gonna love this. So this is a trick. I either learned learned it from Lindy Fralin or Dan Erlowin or or could be Joe Glazer. Joe Glazer showed it to me again uh, last time I was at his shop. So I'm, I'm gonna say Joe Glazer. We're gonna say Joe Glazer taught me how to do this. And so this is a string locking method that you can do on your unwound strings. And I'm gonna show you how to do that. First, we gotta put the string through. Put the guitar down. And now I'm gonna get up and, and come over here. And so I'm gonna give it about, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna come off of the guitar about you know, a couple inches so that I have plenty of, of string length to deal with. I'm gonna cut that, okay? And here's where things are gonna get real interesting. So let's, let's come in on this, on this string, on this tuner shaft, and I'm going to put the string down in the hole, and then I'm going to bend it down. I'm gonna pull it around, then I'm gonna pull it back through the canyon and down, okay? Then I'm gonna get the tuner and I'm gonna start winding it and making sure it goes underneath. Now I'm gonna show you this again on the B and E strings so you know this, but this is a, a string locking method that helps keep the string in place. And uh, I've found it very handy. And, and again, I've used this for, uh, at least at least 15 years and it's been a, a good method for me and for anyone else I've uh, helped out all right so let's move on to the 
the B string, we're going to do the same thing. ball end. That's the one for the B string on the the old Diodario sets. Through the body. Okay. Now here, because we're dealing with a string that has a, a string tree to hold it down, we don't need to put as many winds as we did on the uh, on the G string. So I'm gonna cut off about, I don't know, see about, about three inches maybe on the, off the end. Put that down. And then let's get a, let's get another look at this of the string locking method. Okay, put the string down in the hole, bend it down, come around, then we come back through the canyon and underneath that part of the string and down. I'm holding it in place with my thumb. And here we go. And the final string. out the back. Our final string. Through. And then here we're going to go. And I'm going to, and I find it easiest if I, uh, it, have it where the, the, the split shaft is going, you know, kind of north to south or, you know, toward the, uh, the bridge and the rest of the body. So again, one more angle of me putting it down in the hole, bending it down, coming around, coming through the canyon and down underneath the other part of the string. And I'm holding it so that it uh, stays underneath the string tree. I'm already seeing that my B string is not underneath the string tree. And I need to, of course, correct that. And I'll do that in a moment. Big thanks go out to my uh, cameraman son, Luke Childs, who's helping me today. And uh, if you want to, you know, if you want to tip him, you can uh, you can put put it put in a tip and say uh, hey, it's to Luke. <laughs> All right, son. Come around to the front. All right. So now we have the strings on. And so I'm going to get, you know, a little handy uh, 
you know, clip-on tuner. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and get it in the playing position. Let's see. It's a C. So I'm going to rough in all these strings. I'm going to tune them to pitch. They don't have to be exactly on, but I want to get them close. And here comes one of the most important things you can do that you need to do and that's stretching the strings, okay? So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna put the guitar back kind of on the, on the bench. And one of the things you wanna do, or you, what you don't wanna do, is you don't wanna uh, stretch them too hard because you don't wanna put a kink in the string. So I will just, you know, kind of gently pull up the entire length of the string, and I'll even bend it a little right here behind the nut. And I go on. I kind of enjoy hitting, you know, us just for fun. Makes me think I'm Jerry Donahue. Not really. I, I, no one could play like Jerry Donahue. Uh, what a what a great uh, player! And uh, his butt behind the nut bends were amazing. All right. So now I'm going to uh, tune up again. And now I'm going to concentrate on each string by itself and I'm going to keep stretching it until it stops shifting. Until I can do this and, and the pitch doesn't waver. And again, another reason I really like these Diodario NYXLs is they don't take a lot of stretching in to uh, to get to a good place, and uh, I, I really like that. So the last stretching exercise I'm going to do is I'm just going to uh, I'm going to do some actual bending, and so I'll I'll start up high, you know, maybe around the fifteenth fret or something like that, and I'll just go. Check it again. I'll put it back up here. Now, I'm just doing this for for you know most. You don't want to tune in this position because it won't. Then it won't be in tune when it's upright, like you're in the playing position. But I'm just doing this for the video. Uh, another uh, kind of uh, 
some little tuner pointers and uh, about tuning um, is I don't ever tune to harmonics. I think that's not helpful. I will either tune to open strings or I'll tune to fretted notes. And sometimes I will tune to uh, the fretted notes on the third fret because it helps kind of temper this whole area. Uh, yeah. And uh, you, you get it stretched out and uh, you get in tune and then you're, uh, you're ready to go. All right. Well, that's, that's my methodology and uh, hope it helps the string lock and, uh, you know, stretching them in properly. I think that uh, will take you far. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Ask Zach podcast. If you want to dive deeper, check out my website, askzach.com, to find more articles and further info on each episode. And remember, it is the support from you, the listener, that keeps the show going. Thank you, friends.